0: We're here at the Global Irish Civic Forum and uh, I'm chatting with Senator Billy Lawless and most of you would think that the Irish government, the Irish Aractus is made up of people who have been elected and live in Ireland but Senator Billy Lawless uh, was appointed and lives in Chicago and this was a a change in direction in a way that the Irish government engaged in Uh, First of all, welcome and thanks for taking the time to have a chat I'm delighted, Austin How how could some who's living in Chicago and who's <laughs> from Rahoon, Yeah. A good Galway man.
1: Um I guess <laughs> uh, yeah and Absolutely, um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll buy that any time, sorry well, or endorse it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we managed to get down to Salt Hill on Tuesday night. But anyway, uh,
0: how could someone from Galway who's out in Chicago for a long time find themselves representing what most people would consider the Irish people in Ireland what are you doing, the Senate? Because it's not
1: the U.S. Senate; it's uh, the Irish Senate. Exactly. Well, I tell you, Austin. Number one, it's an incredible honour that I was appointed by the Taoiseach and the Kenny last May. Uh, as you know the Taoiseach has 11 uh, appointees that he personally makes when a government is formed initially it was normally with, uh, to give the government of the day a majority in the upper house which is the senate mm-hmm. and there is a come to the senate but as you know this year we have a minority government yep. so uh, it's working very well actually but they've been talking many many years about uh, the diaspora and the global Irish and the number of people That claim Irish heritage, and all parties have been talking about uh, having a representative for the global Irish. And finally, this year, or last year, sorry, Peter Gundla Kenny appointed me. Uh, I was flabbergasted to be quite honest. I did not expect it um, to, to represent. And the, 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 my brief, what is my brief? She said, it's to represent the Irish abroad. So, and that, it's an incredible honour because there was a referendum, as you know, to abolish the Senate. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of the recession you would think that people would do it and the Irish people actually voted to hold the Senate. Mm-hmm. And all of that there was this, uh, a second balance check on the government. So uh, I've been there for a year now. I'm t- hoping I'm making some impact. But uh, it's great that us Irish abroad finally have a voice. And a very strong bias, and we're, we're I'm using it in the Irish Senate to get us Irish citizens. This is a great uh, example today uh, of a, a referendum that, had been, that the government is committed to to giving Irish citizens. Uh, abroad, a vote, in the presidential election here first and we vote from there. It's a small step but it's a a step that we need to take.
0: So when you go back to Chicago and when you you now travel around uh, be it any part of the US or anywhere else um, are you finding that people are approaching you and uh, lobbying, in a sense, to their concerns and how you can now, as their representative,
1: bring them back to Irish government? A hundred percent. Because I tell you, in this day and age, uh, Aston, as you know, 70% of Irish people abroad are stay abreast of the media coming out of Ireland. I think 40 percent are involved in, in, in the Irish culture, 47 percent, 50 percent to the Irish people. There's a real connection mm-hmm. to Ireland mm-hmm. uh, and everybody knows how difficult the, the period that Ireland went through. We know how many immigrated in the last recession, 240,000 of the mm-hmm. brightest and best. So uh, and it's, you know, I, I've been analysing immigration over, over the years, it, it seems to follow a 30 year cycle You know, you had two eleven, nineteen eighty, the fifties, the twenties. Right. It's amazing, and for all for different, and for different, always economic, of course, of course, but different economic catastrophes or whatever. Right. But the Irish do feel very uh, committed to their homeland. Look, if you're Irish, you're Irish, and you never ever forget it. But Billy, then would you see that if you talk about the thirty-year cycle?
0: I'm still connected to and meeting people who would have been in the 50s cycle. Absolutely. I'm part of the 80s cycle. Sure. Then the most recent cycle, I think there seemed to be a different type of connection than there was amongst the, la- the previous. Well... And part of it is that the world
1: has changed in the last 30 has. years. And I would say that the, don't forget as well, you say the last cycle that we had since two, two nine, 2009 or whatever, they were highly educated, most of them. Mm-hmm. They really didn't want to leave Ireland. Mm-hmm. And I know most immigrants don't ever want to leave their home mm-hmm. country. I mm-hmm. left by choice mm-hmm. 30 years ago. I went to Chicago, but they're they're more connected now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was absolutely delighted with the, the, the marriage equality vote, and the number of young people that came back for that was mm-hmm. just phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was yeah, phenomenal. I mean. We were the talk of the world. We were the only country in the world to have a referendum yeah. on marriage equality. Yeah. The people voted for it. Yeah. Who'd ever think? And
0: what was that, that perceived globally as being a Catholic country?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I think Ireland has is a very kind nation. And there was one great story. I was in, I was home at the time. And there was an interview given by uh, this thanks Mark. Yeah, uh, there was this grandmother of ninety, and she was being interviewed before before the the equality uh, referendum. Yeah, and uh, the reporter said, "And how are you voting, ma'am? This is ninety odd." Yeah. Oh, I'm voting for yes, she says. Yeah. You are," he says, "and are you a Catholic? Of course, I'm a Catholic," she says. Put you your ever grandson," she said. He's gay. She's a lovely fella. Yeah. <laughs> so it just it just shows you it, it just shows you yeah, it, it's like, an you know? And, and you know,
0: it, it's a bit like and I, and it's not a parallel on one level, but I know tomorrow morning here in Dublin and across Chicago, Ottawa, there's a darkness into light walk. Yeah. Every family in Ireland has been affected by suicide. Every family in Ireland has been affected by emigration. Every family in Ireland has been affected by by depression. And these are all topics that are now... And I know John Friedman's represented in the
1: Senate, and she talks about... Of course, at the House, of course, she does, yeah. yeah, And I'm very close with John. She's on my independent group, actually. When I was independent, when I was... Appointed by a teacher, I would have been a background, Right. background. But he appointed me independent, which yeah. I thought was very fair of him. So I'm in the independent group with very different uh, politicians, Michael McDowell, former Connitor, yeah. Attorney General, Minister for Justice, Frances Blackson. Uh, Frances, no, she's not in our group. No, okay. But she's an independent in another yeah. group. But then we have uh, Ronan Mullen, okay, uh, right wing Catholic. Okay, you know, uh, we have uh, Victor Boyhan. Uh, so we have a great cross section uh, there are seven of us in the group which is really uh, very very interesting all different uh, aspects of life <laughs> yeah? so, but it's, we're, we're making we're making a difference we want, we want the sinners as well to be effective you know, yeah. it needs to be so uh, Senator Billy Lawless I
0: know you're on a tight schedule and I do really appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us and it's been a pleasure meeting with
1: you and uh, thank you for ta- chatting hope to meet you someday hopefully and, soon yeah absolutely thanks Aston thank you very much